You are listening to Open Little Doors, Episode 53, New Developmental Steps. Welcome to Open Little Doors, where we share ideas on using play, storytelling, and imagination to help you motivate, guide, and connect with your child. I am Julie Janice, one of the founders of Open Little Doors, and your host for our podcast today. We hope you all are doing very well. We just want to remind you that our Play Together program is live now. So you can find the link in our show notes to that. You can also check out our Facebook group and our Wednesday Wisdom to get more play ideas and updates on things with our Play Together program. So you can check that out. Today, we are going to continue our Sharpening Parenting Skills series with talking about new developmental steps. All right, so why is this an important topic? I think this is important because while um, changes and new steps and new abilities are exciting, they, they are a big change in your child's world. And, and often as things change, everything else kind of, there's kind of a time of confusion before things settle back in. Um, Barry T. Brazelton, who was a, a well-known pediatrician and talked a lot about child development he often kind of described it as like a time of confusion. So it's like the old skills they were using don't quite work and the new skills aren't quite there. And so it's just kind of this confusing little messy period before they take a big leap forward. And so as parents, it's really good for us to anticipate that and to know how to help bridge that confusion so they're still grounded through it. It's also, I think this is a great thing to to mention because with really younger children where you, or, or infants or, or babies, where you wouldn't really use these things, you know, you kind of hit a point where you just see their frustration and they just become this little grumpy child or grumpy toddler for two weeks as they are, you know, gaining mastery of a new step and something new developmentally. So, you know, if your child all of a sudden does become suddenly moody or upset or um, is throwing a lot of tantrums, you might kind of step back and look at it and say, okay, are we right in a transition where they are really about ready to take a big step forward in their cognitive thinking? Um, how can we use play and storytelling to help our children as they are mastering new skills? So it's a lot of the same steps that we've talked about in our um, previous episodes with uh sharpening the parenting skills that the first step is first to think it through what's happening kind of like mindy said take a step back why are they having so many tantrums or if you know something's happening they're starting school or uh, and a friend is moving away or that you can tell that they're you know there's going to be changes in the family maybe you're going on a trip for a long time or you know a sibling's doing something new a sibling's going to school so think it through, look at what's happening, kind of anticipate what the challenges might be and what will help them. So kind of have a plan, use the parenting strategies you like to think of how you would like things to go. And then the second step is to use show and tell play or a story to show what your expectations are. And then the third is to use general play to help them practice those skills and so it gets more ingrained and then in this whole process the fourth step is to try to have ways to make it fun make it light and be encouraging and by establishing expectations you know sometimes you have you know a certain thing that you need them to do or something that's going to happen 
but establishing expectations is also just letting them know what's going to happen you know sometimes we because we have so much life experience we don't realize how traumatic an event can be to a child you know for example when a child goes to a church class when they're little they're as a toddler all by themselves you know we know they're going into this building there's a caring adult there we know that we're coming back but all of a sudden they are in this room that they have never been in before and that's really scary because you know if i just got all of a sudden dropped off someplace that i've never been before Personally, I think I'd feel a little fear and anxiety too. And so, so as we establish expectations and we play with them, we're letting them know what's going to happen in advance. So they already have some um, context for what's going to happen. It's just not suddenly this event that makes no sense to them. All right. Can you, going on with, I really like that example you made, Mindy. Um, are there any other examples that you'd like to give? Mindy, just going with the, um, you know, a, a church class, do you want to walk through the steps of that and give some more examples of how each step would kind of work out? Sure. You know, so, um, in fact, we're doing this right now with one of our children, or what our grandchildren. My daughter was telling me what she was doing because uh, at our church, we're starting to go back to um, not just a big group meeting. The children are going to be going off to their individual classes. And she has a two and a half year old that's going to be going to a class at our church we call nursery. And um, she's been playing with her about this where she sets up toys and she says, okay, we're going to church because she knows what church is because she goes there and she, and, you know, they pretend to get on their little dresses and she likes to take a little purse in. Um, and then she's talking about how she's going to go to this class and uh, one of, not this, not me, grandma, but another grandma is going to be going to this class with her. And then her mom's going to go and she's talked about, you know, what's going to happen. Sometimes a child may want to have an object that they take with them to nursery, like their mom's purse or their mom's hairbrush or um, the keys to the car, because then it helps them just know that they have something that connects them to their parent or their family and that their family's going to come back. And I know when I actually was working in um, a nursery setting in our church. A couple of times when we had a child that really had a hard time being left by parents, I would have the parents stay in the room and usually we did it with the cars. We did it with a big car and a little car and we would play through the big car, dropping off the little car and the big car would leave, but then what the little car was going to do. And then when the parent would leave and the child would start to cry, I'd start playing with the cars and helping them just kind of remember what was going on. And it didn't always work. But about 80% of the time it did work and it really helped the children have a concept of what was gonna happen. And if the child would get upset again, I could I could start role playing through the story with the cars again and just give them context for what was going on. Because often these young little children don't really have the verbal ability to express what's going on to you. And you can't just sit there and talk to them about it, but they love watching objects um, play through a story. So, you know, the show and tell play really works these young young little children I want to make just one note there too that when Mindy says you know 80% of the time it works it's it's important to remember that just because a child cries or has a hard time doesn't mean it didn't work and I know Mindy knows that and I understand what she's saying is that 80% of the time the children didn't didn't get upset but just just as you're anticipating new developmental steps no matter what you do or how well prepared your children are, it's still a big developmental step. 
So expect that there will be some challenges and there will be some adjustments for your child, no matter how well you have prepared them. And so that doesn't mean your preparation hasn't helped, but just realize it's still a process. And for you to be calm in that process will also help assure them that the challenge is okay. And it's okay to have moments where they're trying to work out how how to function with these new skills and in this new setting. Meryl, I think you had an example that you used um, with potty training. Yes, so I have found play to be a huge help with potty training. And anyone that is potty trained more than one child, sometimes you get really lucky with one child. But if you've potty trained more than one child, you probably know that potty training is a huge step. But play can help a lot. So think through what your expectations are. Sometimes people want to use stickers and and go very slowly, go from pull-ups to, you know, underwear sometimes. And some people want to go cold turkey, diapers to underwear, and just get it done. So think about what's going to work for you, for your schedule, for your child. So you have your plan. And then use the show and tell play to show them and let them help a doll practice. There is a lot of potty training books that actually the kids, they have the kids potty train the doll and you can do that approach or you can just play about it with a doll. And if you don't have an actual potty for a doll, you can use a cup, you can use anything and just call it the potty. Um, it's helpful to have the actual, the actual like if you're going to use a potty chair or a potty, um, like a potty seat that goes on the toilet, just because for the kids that will be very new. So if you could use the actual things that they're going to use, and it doesn't have to be a doll, it could just be a toy, a stuffed animal, um, a car. Uh, it could it could be anything. But you step through, you have them play through exactly what you what you expect. If it's you know if you have a sticker chart, you can talk about oh when we um, if you tell me that you have to go potty and you go potty, you know, you go pee pee in the potty, then you get to put a sticker up and you can have the doll or the stuffed animal practice that and show them exactly what happens. Um, if if you're going more to to dive, to straight to underwear, you can show them maybe what happens if they have wet pants and how they'll have, they'll help clean it up and maybe practice what they're supposed to do. So you can use the play to show to show the steps of what you expect and then let them help the toys do it. And then as they're in the process, um, introduce it in their general play and, and let them, if, if they want to play about it, great, let them play about it. If, if that's not what they're interested in, then of course don't force it when you're just spending time playing with them. Well, I really like those examples and maybe really think about how these steps can really help and doing play and stories can really help children with these transitions and going to trying new things and when it can be really scary for them. So I really like these. It's really good. And when I have kids, I know for sure I'll be doing like when my children go to nursery or when I'm potty training, I'm definitely going to be doing these steps. All right. If you guys have any questions or any challenges with trying out, maybe maybe you try out these steps with your children, um, you can email us at play at openlittledoors.com. We would love to help you. And if you liked this episode and other episodes that we have here on the podcast, please leave a review and share with your friends. That is how we grow our podcast. And we really appreciate those who have shared this podcast. And we hope you all have a great week. Take care. 
Play, storytelling, and imagination are very powerful parenting and child development tools. And if you want to know more ideas on how you can incorporate these tools, you can visit our website at www.openlittledoors.com and sign up for our Wednesday Wisdom emails and also check out our Play Together program. We can't wait to hear from you. Come play with us.